Okie dokie, folks. Welcome to Monday Night Shaw right here on Backbreaker Podcasts. This is the first episode of Monday Night Shaw in the year 2022. Uh, we took a little bit of a hiatus there over the Christmas. It's not usually my favorite time of year, so I wanted to uh, just uh, relax there. And so we, we put a hold on all the podcasts and stuff. But we are back today, and uh, what a guest I have. One half of the fellas from the uh, Dad Bod Squad from Monster Pro Wrestling. It is Rick Jules. Rick, how are you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing pretty decently. How are you doing this evening, my friend? Ah, uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not doing too bad now, because like, I mean, we've been trying to. I've been trying to put this together for a while, and now it's actually just serendipitously worked out that we're doing it right now. So I'm happy. I'm definitely about happy that. for that. Yeah, we were. We're definitely trying to make that happen for for a little while, but uh, it's okay. We got through the cross wires, and we made it work. Oh yeah, there and there was challenges. There was challenges too, because I forgot completely what your uh your your shoot name was so i was contacting you via twitter then i looked up your your work name on the facebook messenger and you know you have a page for your for your work persona but you don't you, you, it's not like you can't met you can't audio message the person via that page so then i was like oh no brother I, I can't find you on facebook and you're like man we're friends on there and then you you just popped up and i was like oh yeah that's who that is and i was like <laughs> yeah so anyway thank you very much for uh coming on the show i i love doing these podcasts where it's like uh interpromotional cross pollination stuff you know like right Right? I feel like I feel like there might be some forbidden doors in Alberta, but not via the podcasting. Uh, over the podcasts, we we talk to whoever we want, whenever we want, and it's wonderful. Well, that, that's exactly it. I mean, like you, when we were still doing the Dad Bod Squad pod, you joined us like last year there. So, like, I mean, we're I'm all about talking to whomever about whatever. Yeah, there's there may be some Alberta forbidden doors, but at the same time, you know, we're just couple of folks sitting down for a chit chat nothing more than beyond that really yeah yeah and i it, it, i've had a tremendous time when i came on your show uh it was uh you and uh i remember blake cannon was there and um <laughs> your uh, your tag team partner and whatnot so it, it was a it was a tremendous time are you guys still doing the uh dad bod pod okay so this will be the first place that i uh that i actually talk about it for a second so we kind of went on hiatus because uh, there's a period of time where just like all three of us sitting down to put together a new episode every week and like covering the whole week in wrestling was it was getting kind of monotonous and it was getting uh, uh, it was getting kind of taxing to just do that every week. So Crowder and myself have talked about uh, rebranding it. Oh, okay. And we're looking at bringing it back. I think within the next uh, within the next couple of months here. Uh, and I'll let you guys in on like, so instead of doing what we've been doing, which is like reviewing the week in wrestling, uh, we thought we'd lean a little bit more into like our wheelhouse and trying to be a little bit more entertaining. So the concept that we have for everybody, I'll give you the exclusive sneak preview is, uh, we are going to watch, um, intentionally bad uh wrestling pay-per-views like the ones that we know are awful like like vince russo era wcw pay-per-views for example and give our give our reviews on on bad pay-per-views so other people don't have to watch them (laughs) fair enough fair enough i'm I'm glad you didn't say we're gonna watch a bunch of canadian goose uh wrestling matches (laughs) 
Wait. That's okay. I'd have to put mine out there on blast too. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that sounds uh, tremendously fun. Like, uh, there's a lot of like really entertaining bad wrestling out there. Like, that's the one thing I love about wrestling is that even though sometimes, like, sometimes it's bad, it's still entertaining. You know. Well, that's exactly. I'm looking for the entertaining in the bad. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm also a glutton for punishment. I've always loved the whole so bad it's good concept. So I'm going to see how many of these we find that are just straight bad or if there's just like hidden gems in them somewhere. Uh, yeah, yeah, I hear you. That like, it's. I mean, I can't really think of any uh, great examples. Like when I think of like heroes of wrestling, I can't think. Oh, what was the top match on that card? Because like even even the top match on that card was atrocious from everything I've heard. Um, yeah, but I, I can definitely think of instances where the wrestling was was not super great, but the entertainment value was through the roof for sure. It's like there's, there's got to be something somewhere. <laughs> you ever seen that movie, uh, The Room? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the kind of stuff that I like too. Sometimes, you know. Um, I watched this movie called uh, Disaster Artist, and it's all about the making of that movie. It's fantastic oh, stuff. I've heard about that. I'd like to see like a movie about just like the most awful wrestling show being put together. Oh, that'd be kind of amazing, though. Like just something like that. Yeah, I mean they've got uh, some some great shows about like putting wrestling together and stuff. Like there's a new one called Heels, which is pretty good, and then uh, Glow was fantastic. And I guess Glow was probably not the most like, you know, you're not seeing Chris Benoit versus Kurt Angle matches on Glow shows, but uh, I don't know if I would go quite as far as to say it's it's bad wrestling. You know what I mean? Right? No, I, I'm I'm looking for stuff that's that's infamously bad. Like, we're we're digging for the the worst of the best, or the best of the worst, or really just the worst of the worst. So 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 far on deck, we uh, we are we're looking into like the the Vince Russo era of WCW. That that's that's kind of like our takeoff point. <laughs> I can think of some some pretty atrocious stuff that was going on back then. Uh... I even was like alive when some of that stuff was happening and would actively like watch Nitro and stuff. I remember um, I did watch the, the the episode of Nitro when uh, Vince Russo and uh, all his boys are out in the ring and then Eric Bischoff is like, are you done yet? And he comes back and then they decide that they're going to join forces and strip all the championships from everybody and like start anew. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? You know, right. All oh, that, like the Millionaire's Club and the New Blood, but like. They they decided they're like okay we're gonna have we're gonna have the vets be the baby faces and all the young guys be the heels and that'll definitely get them all over. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> We've got all these really crazy like uh, massively over main event uh, like bad guy like good guys, and then we're just gonna feed the young fellas to them. Just yeah right yeah <laughs> just nailing it just nailing it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh gosh. I, I they I remember too um 
when they did the movie Ready to Rumble for WCW. <laughs> and at the end of the movie, there's this big cage match that has a three, three-tier three cage. And I remember busting a gut seeing that in the movie theater going, oh, my God, how, how ridiculous is this? A three-tiered cage. Oh, my gosh. And then, like, go home and watch Nitro, like, two weeks later. They've got the actual three-tiered cage on the show, and they're, they're hyping it up like it's the next coming of the Hell in the Cell. <laughs> And I mean, oh, I, I felt bad because like uh, they actually did a match where uh, uh, Chris Canyon got like booted and tossed off like the side of the three tier cage and went through the, the the staging and everything. And it was like an incredibly like dangerous bump. It was on par with the Mick Foley off the hell in the cell thing. But I, I venture to guess most people probably don't remember that it even happened, you know. Right? Oh, that's that's far too bad. Yeah. Oh. I, I I mean I do, I feel really bad like whenever anyone takes like a huge crazy like bump where you know, oh that that guy was probably feeling that for a pretty good t- like length of time. And yeah, oh, yeah. He, he probably felt it for longer than it was remembered and that that's and I mean, that's real sad. <laughs> Kenya was one of those guys too who didn't get like enough credit for anything he ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to know that he went through that and knowing that like yeah, he probably got no recognition for it. It's just just tragic, really. Yeah. So um I guess we should get into the uh, wrestling side of this uh, whole wrestling podcast. Um, what, you uh, have been wrestling with uh, MPW for uh, some time now, and I'm just wondering, uh, when did everything start for you? Okay, so I go back to... Oh, let me do the math here. Uh, so so 2010, although if, if I really trace back uh, my origins, I actually started... I attended a... Uh, PWA minicamp in 2009. Um, and if my memory serves me, which I'm, I'm old and, you know, various other things get in the way. So occasionally yeah. I forget, but, uh, I believe, uh, in that minicamp that weekend, uh, there was, uh, Tex Gaines. Tex was running it. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, yeah. I like uh, Tex Strife. Games. There's a bunch of guys where it's like that was my first time encountering them. Uh, sometimes some of them I've only uh, um, uh, encountered like once or twice since then. Uh, I believe Slammer was there. Uh, Strife was there. Um, that's the first time I ever actually encountered Kato. Oh. <laughs> and then and then we would find each other years later. Kato is uh, one of my favorites. Or- oh, and then he and I got like stuck to each other for a couple of years. So that was awesome i i i can't ever say enough good things about kato yeah no, um, I, so, I absolutely i i i'm just gonna stop the podcast right here just to praise kato because like uh, he's one of my favorite people to be in the ring with uh he like anytime like he's trying to like he'll come to the training center and he'll show me some things even like you know when metal and uh mrb are in the ring maybe working with some of the other students kato will be outside and he'll know he'll be like okay lock up break hit me with the chop like he's, he's so calm about everything right and just like the, his whole cadence where whereas sometimes when you're out there it's like okay lock up hit the guy with a chop smash him right like and then kato's <laughs> yeah. just like yeah lock up 
hit him with a chop. Like it just sets that speed and that cadence for you. And and and, and I, I I can't get enough of uh, wrestling with Kato. And he's he's always like super positive about everything too, you know. Oh, he's he's amazing. He is one hell of a one hell of a learning tree to like sit under and just learn from. I this is our obligatory like put over Kato segment and I really feel like this needs to be in every episode going forward just like as here's here's two minutes of just putting over yeah. Kato yeah and this is not the first time I've done this on Monday Night Shot where where I just stopped to be like yeah Kato is one of my favorite people in wrestling uh, he ab- oh, I, I, absolutely I, I, is yeah no he is he is wonderful I absolutely adore the man I got to um, team with him last weekend it was a six man tag me and him and Squig against uh MR no not MRB uh, it was uh, me and him and Squig against uh, Tony Machete Dean Richter and Vince Austin I don't know why I thought MRB was in that that, that's that's, he was not involved at all but me and Squig did a double choke slam on Tony Machete and Cato came over and did a backstabber on him at the same time it was our big triple nice yeah and it was Cato's idea and it was a great idea I love the way that dude thinks. He he's just like he's always like outside of the box. Everything he does is always so smooth. Like he's just he's unreal. For anybody who for anybody local who have who have for whatever reason has never had the chance to see him perform, do it. Uh you're missing out. Yeah, and he he has a tail on his costume, which is also <laughs> something that pops me so hard. I mean, as as a guy that wrestles with feathers on quite regularly, I'm I'm very very uh into the whole fact that he wears a tail while he wrestles and everything uh i i guess i should just say i have actually uh spoken to kato because uh we we tend to ride to the arena together quite a bit and stuff so uh he's gonna he's gonna come on monday night shaw here it's just a matter of uh me getting everything set up and whatnot and we're gonna talk because yes. he's, he's had some yes, cool experiences like uh do you ever see the video of him and Andrew Hawk in the match with like uh, uh, Selena, uh, what's his name? Samurai Del Sol, Adam Cole. Like, it's like Kato, Andrew Hawk, and like four guys that are now in AW. It's crazy. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely got to find that. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds unreal. <laughs> it, it was amazing. Like, I, I watched it and I was like, it, it was crazy too because when you watch it, they send out the first like four guys. And then, uh, uh, then after that, they send out uh, two other guys, which is Cato and Andrew Hawk, right? And yeah. the ring announcer has no idea who Andrew Hawk or Cato are. So it's like they were added to this at the very last second. And I talked to Cato, and he was like, "Yeah, Teddy Hart uh, just told the promoter to put his boys on the show." And I was like, "That's amazing!" Like the ring announcer ha- literally is like announces Cato is Teddy Hart's hitman. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude that's awesome i yeah no that's i can so many of my stories so so many of my stories involve kato that it's just uh so you did but, uh, yeah yeah let's let's double, let's, back, to the, let's double back to the beginning okay so, yeah yes. i did the, the mini camp um uh i did ca- try to keep training with pwa for a while i just the, the the communication wasn't all there back in the day which you know this was like what 13 years ago so mm-hmm. no big deal uh but uh i wanted to keep doing it like i'm not naturally the most athletic guy but having been a wrestling fan my whole life i was like 20 oh what's my math 23 at the time 
So I figured, you know, if I'm going to do it, uh, I'd rather, you know, find a way in now, do it now, and then I won't regret it later on for having let it pass me by when I'm in my 30s. Uh, so then I found, I went to, I went to an MPW show. And after that, I, I spoke to massive after the show, uh, got in touch with them. And about a week later, I was, uh, I was in their training ring. So it took me probably about like from, from the mini camp to the show, it was probably six or seven months, but eventually I got in there and I made it happen. So it was six or seven months before you had your first match. You trained for six uh, six months. No, no, that was it. Was about six or seven months before I went like from the mini camp to actually training full time. Oh, okay. Uh, Once you started, started training full time, how long did it take before you got your first match? I started training in February. I want to say, oh god, I I have the DVD of it somewhere. Uh, I want to say it was June or July when I had my first match. So it's still, uh, still pretty, pretty fair amount. Like that's still yeah, a, yeah. a few months. I had, I, had two sol- I had two solid people guiding me through it at the time too. Cause it was, uh, it was the original uh, Diablo. Um, uh, and, uh, and uh, the wild child Tyler James in a triple threat. And they were able to guide me through it. It was not, it was, I, I got a decent, you know, enough reaction for a debut and I got through what I needed to do. Um, but my first, uh, uh, my first couple of years, my first like two ish years, um, couldn't quite, I couldn't quite make it click. I couldn't make it work. I had no idea who I was like as a wrestler, like as a, as, as a persona, as a gimmick, uh, you know, I had a name, but the name didn't mean anything. Uh, and by the time I kind of started to figure out being a baby face and try to, you know, get the crowd, get myself over with the crowd, um, the Edmonton fans had kind of given up on me. Uh, I was able to work for other territories. I was working for pure power wrestling in Lethbridge. I was working for, uh, gold dragon wrestling out in Moose Jaw and, I was doing okay with their crowds, but by the time I was getting bookings with them, I was kind of starting to find my feet already. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the time I started to figure that out, the MPW crowd had kind of like, they, they, they had just, at this point, they were not going to accept me. <laughs> the, the boat had sailed uh, I, and I most certainly was not on it. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like that's, that's fair. I had a, a I, I went and I wrestled in Calgary last weekend and it was the first time I wrestled there since, uh, August when I got I nasty Nate hit me with a, a chair and I got like my whole head got cracked open and I was I, I had like a really horrible concussion and stuff so when I came back from from that injury I kind of slowed it down and just was doing like Edmonton shots for a while right so last yeah. weekend I did my first shot back in Calgary and I was I was you know back in before that I was pretty over in Calgary so I was expecting like a hero's welcome. And I came out, and they were not really, like, there was people that were just kind of there. And then I walked up to the first guy trying to get hyped. It was honking in his face, you know? Like, that's how I get people going. I just stand there and honk, and they usually get with it, and everybody starts honking. This guy sat on his hand and was like, no. 
I, I, I like my I went all wide eyed and was like, what? Like thinking to myself, what the fuck? What, what am I supposed to do now? I just turned and was like, you guys over here, honk, 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 and it was a rough, rough night. I'll tell you, I was, I was like, this, this, this was strange because it's the first time where it's like, don't get me wrong, I've had a couple of times where there is a bit of a lukewarm one, but that was the first one where it was like, oh, they, they don't like this. So I hope I'm going to have to think of something else to like think of something to spice it up down there in Calgary because, you know, they they have loved me before. So I could probably get them to do it again. It's just going to take some creativity and whatnot, you know. Oh, dude, I've uh, I've definitely I've uh, definitely been there. One of my one of my favorite moments was uh, uh, an MPW show. We were working, uh, uh, I believe, in Lloyd uh, and uh it was the first time I had worked uh, the raunchy uh, Rick Jules gimmick in years. And it was me versus uh, the Cheetah Bear Jude Dawkins. And we're, we're, we're opening on the show. So we figure, okay, you know, we'll, 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 you know, get the crowd going. Not necessarily with like, you know, big match stuff for the opener and with a crowd that doesn't know either of us. We're just going to be big characters and we're going to let them latch onto that. Yeah. And. You know, I've, I've aged a bit, uh, you know, lost a bit of hair. So it wasn't like the bleach blonde. So so we, we definitely took a, a more, uh, like a, it was almost like a more gender fluid approach to Rick Jules as I came out, where it was definitely like uh, part of it was presented very, very feminine. Uh, I had a valet with me. And so, you know, they send me out first and my music hits and no matter how hard I'm trying to work this crowd at my entrance, they are, they are loving me and they are loving, uh, the Valley, um, uh, raunchy Rhonda. Um, and we're, we're standing, we're standing in the middle of the ring, like waiting for Jude's entrance being like, I like, like what, what's like, how are we going to do this? What, what's going to happen? Yeah. And then he comes out, and I love Jude's presentation. Uh, I don't know if it was just like the beat, like the music that he uses just like has that slow build to it. And he comes out and they're booing him <laughs> and he's making his rounds and they are just, they're giving it to him and we get in the ring and I know we're standing across from each other, looking at each other and we have this, it's, it's one it's one of a few moments in my life where I know we were in the middle of a telepathic conversation as yeah. to how how are we gonna play this I, do we lean into this and switch roles or do we like double down and try to switch the crowd <laughs> that that's that's exactly where I was with that whole thing with Tony machete is I was like I I feel like if these people are gonna be like dicks about it and and they're wanting to boo me when I'm clearly you know, fair enough. I am pandering for cheers, but they're not going well, for course. it. I was like, you know, if they want to boo me, maybe I should give them something to boo, right? But I was also like, it was me and uh, Tony Machete, and and we're both fairly green wrestlers. Like, I've only been doing this for like three years, and Tony's been doing it a little less than I have. So it was like, I, I don't want to confuse the shit out of Tony and just be like, we're switching roles here. 
you know, I also don't want the the promoter to come to me and be like, well, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. But also, so, so like, like, what I, do you do? After, <laughs> afterwards, I talked to, uh, to Squig, and I was like, yeah, this is what happened. He was like, oh, you should have just healed off on them. And I was like, well, <laughs> I considered it, but it didn't happen. So, yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, so what happened with you and Cheetah Bear? Uh, in that case, we 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 doubled down when we were in the ring together. We uh, um, we we you know we rested on our characters. Like I firmly believed that I was. Uh, once they realized that Ronchi Jules, uh, the core of how he operates is um, big flamboyancy, and is just a complete chicken shit. Um, so once I'm standing across somebody who, you know, uh, sending across the ring from somebody who looks like Jude and playing it, like I want absolutely nothing to do with him. They were all over me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah Jude is amazing. So, I got to, that's where, that's where we got him. I, I, I really like, uh, Jude's whole presentation with like the, the, the fur that he comes out in and like, uh, he's got the crazy light up helmet and you know he's also like super jacked and has all these tattoos and stuff and you know is, oh, yeah. is the kind of guy where you look at him and you're like yeah I would not like to uh, meet him in an alley because he would absolutely kill me but uh, I, I actually I got to tag team with him in Grand Prairie and we had a heck of a time it was so fun like you know dude, dude and, uh, I, I, I hate to uh, you know I'm not trying to, to make Jude feel bad or look bad or anything, but me and Jude kind of have a almost a pretty similar like act. Like we both throw the the head, the big headbutt. That's one of our big signature moves. Uh, he does yeah. he does uh, uh, he does this like barking noise and 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 flails his arm in a certain way, and I do a honking noise and flail my arm in a certain <laughs> way. So it's like honk, hurrah, or whatever noise he was making. I, I think it was like. Um, wasn't huss but it's something similar yeah. to that and it's not honk but it was something like in between huss and honk and so i would do honk and he would do uh his huss thing and it, it yeah it was a, it was a really good time and i even like i uh i got some fur to wear on my knee pads after that match because i was like oh i should be a little bit more like uh jude dawkins here so i'll get some fur to put on my my knee pads so nice. <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun and then the next time uh, I, w- I went and wrestled in grand prairie i i teamed up with uh steven styles instead of um instead of you docking so i don't know if uh in the in the uh realm of canadian wrestling's elite because this was for cwe not rcw yeah. so I, i'm not sure if in the realm of cwe if if me and squig and jude are a three-man group or if me and jude uh have s- split our ways and i'm now uh, tag teaming with uh squig exclusively uh, i'm not sure but uh it, either way Fun times, fun times. Uh, but I, I definitely, uh, I do uh, love uh, the fact. I, I, I absolutely love Jude Dawkins. I think he's fantastic. But it sounds to me like it's, it's another, it's another putting another guy over segment because <laughs> Jude is another guy where it's like I've got, I've got nothing but good things to say about Jude. Every, every interaction, whether it was like in the ring or in the locker room, is just like he's a guy I look up to. He's a guy I love working with he's a guy who you know i'll i'll ask for his opinions on the stuff i'll bounce ideas off of him when we're sharing a locker room like he's just 
he is he's a dude that I all that you know I will always take the chance to be around if I get that chance. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm very like I, I I'm 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 a big very big fan of him. It's like I even had like a situation a long long time ago when I was first uh, you know. Uh, I was. I don't even know if I'd started wrestling at that point. If I was just ring announcing, but you know, some of the guys were online and they were kind of ribbing me and stuff. And he came on and was like, "Hey, man, just, just, you know, they're just ribbing you. Just don't take it personally and stuff." You know, like he was trying to reassure me and stuff. So, like, Jude Dawkins, a good people in my mind. You know. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But I'm like just like hearing about your match with him and hearing about how everything went down. I I I feel like me and you wrestling would be a lot of fun, you know. Hey man, I I'd a hundred percent love to give that a shot for sure. Uh, just uh, uh, I'm I'm more than willing to take a pounce. That's for sure. That was one of my favorite favorite things we did in that match. <laughs> oh, did you give you a pounce? Yeah. Solid, yeah, solid. It was, it was so good, so good. I loved every second of that. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm at this point. I'm, I'm happy to, you know, get in the ring wherever I get the chance. I'm. Uh, it's kind of been a bit of a hiatus. I don't think I've wrestled. Uh, I, I think the last time I wrestled was last uh, August. If I'm, if I'm right, if my math lines up correctly. Okay. Um. There were a couple of things getting in the way. Uh, I couldn't work in September because uh, my wife had a uh, a guest spot at a tattoo shop in Fort Mac that weekend, and to me, it was just it was more important to be out there helping her out with that than uh, than being at the show. Um, the next month kind of fell apart, and then ever since then, um, you know, I was in talks with that Love Wrestling show, um, but I, you know, I'll admit, I'll tell, uh, I'll. You know, I'll tell the whole world here that I stepped away from that show. Uh, you know, COVID numbers being what they are, and I've got some family members uh, and some loved ones who um, who are either hard of health or, you know, they've got, you know, immunocompromised issues, yeah. and I just don't want to put them at risk to do something for myself. That's, that's 100% so I, fair. Yeah, right? It, it's not the case, like, that I don't want to do it. I absolutely uh, want to do it. It's just I feel selfish doing it for myself uh, and putting myself in a position where I could get one of them sick just because I want to do something for me, you know. Uh, so I'm just waiting for at this point now, you know, the right opportunity to present itself and, you know, for, for the timing and everything to be right for me to kind of get back into the ring. But it's uh, I sent a tweet out the other day um, and I'm 100 percent not done. Um, and you know, I'm primarily a tag team wrestler. I, uh, you know, I, I'm happy tagging with Crowder until, I don't know, I retire or die or both, whichever. <laughs> um, and, uh, but you know, I do have a list of dream singles matches with guys that I absolutely want to try to manifest in the next, uh, in the next like calendar year. If I could make these happen, you know, by like, February of 2023, I'd be pretty psyched. I'd be overextending if I could get all. I think there were six of them. Okay, so yeah, this is like a Cody Rhodes style checklist. Yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got a six match checklist, a singles match checklist that I really want to make happen. Okay, um, well, I mean, I, I'm not going to just let you go on that. Like, you're going to have to give <laughs> me some names here. <laughs> all right, so so we're we're gonna dive into this. Okay, I've got. Uh, 
Uh, one that I've been fighting for for probably at least a year and a half, if not two years. Um, you guys uh, have him as your uh, RCW hardcore champion, Danny Evans there. Um, I've wanted a death match with him for like probably two years now. Oh, wow. Have you wrestled <laughs> in a death match before? No, uh, it's on my bucket list of matches that I want to have happen. I've done tables matches. I've done like last man standing. I actually was in like a casket match in PPW two of all things. <laughs> uh, TLC was my favorite. We did a tables, ladders and chairs. That was myself and uh, Crowder versus uh, lumberjack Larry and Mitch Clark. And that's like in my top, like my top five matches of my whole career. Oh wow! Um, okay, but a death a death match has always been on my list. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm sitting on a box of light tubes at home in my basement, like just just waiting for the opportunity to present itself. <laughs> like, I love being in those hardcore environments. Like every year at the Riptribution show, uh, MPW's main event is a uh, is a fans bring the weapons battle royal. Mm-hmm. And that's like my favorite match of the year. I love being in that thing. I stick around in that match for as long as humanly possible. I wouldn't watch <laughs> one of those once. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I live in Alberta. I live in Edmonton and, you know, I have friends with some of the people in MPW. So I, uh, I actually went and watched uh, one of your Ripper Royals there one time and it was a good old time. <laughs> it was fantastic. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's a hell of a time. Um, but yeah, no, so that's, so a death match with, uh, with dangerous Danny Evans trying to make that happen manifesting that into the universe uh i've got another hardcore slash deathmatch dream opponent as well which is the uh uh the thickness reed matthews oh okay i see now, like he, i i don't know maybe uh, like i've been to a couple of pwa shows for sure and i've definitely i think for sure he's probably wrestled for their uh variation of the hardcore championship but when i think well, of reed matthews I, I just think, think he's a like an awesome like in-ring technician wrestler like i i don't think hardcore guy but i'm pretty sure he was their uh um uh, their may yeah their mayhem champion mm-hmm. um uh, and uh yeah no it's he and i have actually bonded uh over like not over but during covid i should say um uh, as as streamers because um, that's what we've both kind of, you know, focus our efforts on, right, uh, right, you know, during this pandemic era, and we've we've gotten to each other's uh, streams in our chats talking about this 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 hardcore this death match and like, as far as I can tell, uh, he's on board for it. He'll he'll do it too, and so he's become like one of my one of my must have like singles matches. I know athletically, I'm he's out of my league, but. You put me in an environment where, you know, everything's a weapon and that disadvantage kind of melts away a little bit. I, I hear you. I'm uh, that's and that's another crazy thing to me. Like you, I, I, I think Reed Matthews, again, just to put somebody over, he's like one of these guys who doesn't exactly look like the most athletic dude. But then he but starts he to wrestle, and you're like, "Holy fuck!" Like, I like, I, I remember I, I saw him do a lion salt, and I was popping. I was like, "Well, you know, this guy's out here doing lion salts. This is crazy. He's like one of those athletic guys." And I find it inspirational because I also consider, you know, like I'm not trying to say anything bad about Reed Matthews, but homeboy does call himself the thickness. You know, yep. he's kind of a fat guy. 
I'm also kind of a fat guy, so like I saw him do it, and I was like, I need to learn how to do lion salts. And you know, I've done it. I've I've busted uh, one or two out in training. I've, I've never I've never actually landed on anybody, but I've done it, and I didn't break my neck. So you know, that's that's a lot of that goes to like a guy like Reed Matthews, where I look at him and I'm like, he can do amazing things, and and that just means that if I work hard enough, so can I. So he, he's one of those guys where I'm like, he's an inspiration. You know. Oh, that's where I'm at too. He 100% inspires me because I like I'm a fat guy. Uh, I shouldn't be able to do that, but you know what? If if he can, you know, maybe it means that I can do it too. Because um, he is just an like just an unbelievable athlete. It blows my mind anytime I've seen him wrestle. Yeah, yeah, he's and, he's uh, fantastic. I the only match yeah. I was ever in with him was the uh, the. Uh, clusterfuck at clandestine yeah. but uh he he he's the one who you know and i'm not trying to like kill the magic here but he's the guy that was out there kind of keeping everyone else on track you know so oh i believe that yeah 100 believe that i i would very much like to to uh wrestle with him or tag team with him again and and be involved in matches with him in any way i possibly could because again he's one of those guys who you just can't go wrong no, so right? we've he's, got we've got hardcore match with Danny Evans and hardcore match with uh, with uh, Thickness Reed Matthews. Wow, what other what are the other uh, four matches you got on your Cody Rhodes bucket list there, Rick? Okay, so I'm, I'm we're, we're we're at the end of the hardcore matches. I don't need anything gimmicky from this point on. Uh, I do have four more singles opponents. I think I really you can have great singles, like one-on-one, non-hardcore matches with those guys uh, as oh, well. Oh, I believe that for sure. Yeah, but like just by adding the, the hardcore stuff, I think that would definitely uh, add to the cachet. But let's move on to I'm your... Just, I'm, just gre- I'm just greedy and I want them because I like having fun with them. I'll be honest, there's two guys I would like to have hardcore matches with too. And I'm not a hardcore wrestler. Uh, it's de- it's not been worked it's not worked out for me on the on the few occasions I I did enter hardcore matches, it was not good, uh, but because I ended up getting walloped with chairs and just like concussed <laughs> like yeah. really badly. Um, but anyway, uh, I, there is two guys that I would like to have hardcore matches with, and that's um, Colton Kelly. I would really love yeah. to have a hardcore match with Colton Kelly and the Viking Lord Vince Austin. Mm. Yes, Vince, and it's it's you know it's funny that you mentioned Col- Colton Kelly too because uh, on that tweet that I sent out, um, somebody jumped on it, uh, jumped on the my match with Reed Matthews and was like, "What about a triple threat with Colton Kelly?" And like my first reaction was to send that uh, uh, that Archer meme of Krieger that says, uh, "My penis can only get so erect." <laughs> so I was like, "Somebody book it, I'll do it." I, I don't care. I will just let them murder me for 15 minutes. I don't care. <laughs> Solid. Well, we should do a four-way at the next Love Wrestling. You, me, Reed, and Colton. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's just let's just die. You got to know though. Like I'm I'm in it to. I'm not going to do all the the like crazy high flying spots, but I'm going to do the stuff that like none of us should have like any right doing. Like when we were doing, not to not to you know pull back the veil too much or anything. But when we were, you know, putting together that that t- that TLC match, uh, Crowder and I were just trying to one up each other in what we were taking. Um, he eventually won, uh, but the point was, it was like 
we were trying to see which one of us was going to die faster. <laughs> I feel like my big suggestion or spot would be like, yeah, then me and you both climb to the top of the ladder. And I give you a headbutt. <laughs> like, that would be yeah, my, right? my suggestion. That's what I got. Yeah. Yeah, no, so I, uh, yeah, no, 100%. Like, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm game for those. I'm 100% down with those. Okay, so before I forget, um, my four other singles matches in the next calendar year, here's where we're at. I want to go one-on-one uh, with uh, Magnificent Bitch Clark. Oh, okay. Uh, he and I have had a couple of tag matches, and his very first, his debut singles match was against me. Oh, okay. And so much of our personal landscapes, our wrestling landscapes have changed since that day. Um, I I really want to see what would happen. He is one of those guys. There's, there's two guys on this list that are a test of my skill um, that I know that I may or may not be able to keep up or keep pace, mm-hmm. but I want to do everything in my power to see what I've got in the tank versus these guys. And Mitch is one of them because he is, he has changed so much from that first match that I feel like it would be vastly different than what happened that first time around. And he's another guy where it's like, I can't say enough good things about him. I've, uh, I've loved sharing a locker room with him for as many times uh, as I as I've been fortunate enough to do uh, in my career. Uh, the number of matches we've had together um, is way more than I ever would have expected. So I, I just I want to cap it off. And now it's uh, his first match was a you know a test to see if he was ready. And now for us to do a singles role uh, singles match uh, again would be a test for me to see if you can keep still, up with him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like what I still have to offer in a match that would be, you know, as demanding as a match with him would be. Yeah. I, uh, the same, the same falls for like, I've got another one on the list that kind of falls into that category, which is Leo London. Oh, okay. And that is a test of, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's that shoot wrestler. He's that chain wrestler. He is that he's, going to combo one hold into 12 more holds and am I going to stand there and am I going to take it or do I have the ability do I remember any of my training you know with guys like Phil LaFon and am I going to be able to rise to that like he, he's another one of those like milestone challenges like do I have the ability to to go the distance with him 100% like I, I feel like I'm, I'm right there with you with like if he's going to try and put me in a dozen different holds, I might have a reverse full for at least one of them. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, right? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll get out of, like, one of them for sure. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. And I think Leo London is, is fantastic uh, as well. And, you know, I, he came out here and he did the love wrestling thing. And, uh, he, you know, even back in the day when I was first, like, I'd only had, like, one match I got in the ring and uh, chained around with him for for like you know a couple of minutes, and it was like, oh wow, this guy really really knows his stuff. He's 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 oh, fantastic, sure. and um, you know uh, same with uh, the the other fella you were just uh, talking about there. Um, like we're if we're gonna be uh, putting guys over, uh, Mitch Clark. He just debuted in the in RCW this uh, last weekend, 
as part of our uh, our RCW uh, big rumble there. And now I'm very That's nervous right. that I'm going to have to wrestle a UFC fighter. You know. <laughs> That's definitely how I felt the first time around. Yeah, I'm like, is he just going to murder me? Because uh, I'm pretty sure he could. Uh, but, like, I, the thing I like about Mitch is I show up and, well, he does, like, I know he's a UFC fighter and stuff. It, like, the tights he's wearing, he's got a very 1980s vibe. And you know, like a, he, I watch a huge his Macho Man fan. I huge watch Macho Man. Yeah, I watch his matches, and it's like, okay, he's doing a lot of like old school '80s stuff, and then every once in a while, he throws in like some crazy UFC thing that you don't expect to happen. And right? yeah, and I, I mean, I feel like I could learn a lot from him. You know, just learning a bit about how to like legitimately defend myself and stuff too. You know? Oh, you you definitely could. He is he is wonderful. Um, and then, okay, so uh, to round out my 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 six my six matches is uh, one of them is uh, um, it is Destro uh, the Eskimofo. So there is okay. I I I'm not sure I'm familiar with him. Is he a guy from no. up north? I've I've heard his name. Yes, yes, he's one of the guys from Totally Arctic Wrestling. Um, and we see, we very much seems to develop this very, very interesting dynamic. So last year I was a part of big West wrestling's Tuesday night talk down. And okay. Yes. I, I actually, I ended up, I ended up winning that, that whole competition. Oh, fantastic. Um, Good for you. Thank you. Uh, this is, that's, I got to put my, myself over too. <laughs> uh, but during that time, cause they were all, they were all promo battles. <laughs> and uh, I kind of, if you watch from the beginning of the series to the end, I start off trying to be that bubbly baby face, and it didn't get over with uh, with their fans that were watching. And my get the the character started to evolve and change, and kind of became this sort of uh, like cult leadery father figure, and that's what started to take off. And I actually faced off against Des twice um once in the preliminaries and then once in the playoffs and both times watching those promos because it's not like we sent them to each other beforehand they were just they were paired up uh by the editors both times there was just like there was an electricity to them it was one of those like those promos almost created that that big fight feel and i am very very interested to see if uh, the two of us could take that energy that we produce in promos against each other and have that translate into a wrestling ring, because if we could, I think we could create uh, something special. And that's what I love is, is moments that are like that, where it's like, uh, it doesn't so much matter about the high spots or how many things you can do. It's you have this moment between two wrestlers, two characters and the crowd and everybody is feeling what's happening and i don't know i just got that feeling from our promos against each other and like i said i really want to see if we can translate that into a wrestling scenario like an in-ring scenario i i i think that's fantastic and um you know i i again just to put people over like the whole big west uh promo battle thing was pretty interesting i even entered uh uh, I did one of them myself. It was only the uh, 
it was one where one of their main guys was like did an open challenge to anyone or whatnot. So I sent in a, a short promo for that. But if I had been more on the ball there, I would have liked to have uh, uh, been on there. Like they even like I got added to the Big West Wrestling like worker page and stuff. And nice. I, I never even I've never wrestled for Big West Wrestling, but definitely is something I would I would love to do. Like I feel like. One of the th- main things I like to do is just to go new places and wrestle in front of new audiences because, like, usually uh, every time I've done that so far, the, the the whole, like, I'm excited and then the fact that I'm excited to be wrestling somewhere new, like, just permeates and then the whole room is like, oh, they, they get with it as soon as I come out. They're, like, right into the all the honking and the Canadian goose stuff and it's like... You know, if you haven't seen it, you're 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 really down with it. And I mean, if you're, it's it's one of those things where like the, I, Calgary, they don't seem to like me no more, but they really loved me at first. You know, so I love going, yeah, yeah. going new places and and wrestling uh, uh, for 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 places I've never been. But you said that guy was named Destro the Eskimo Mofo. I think that's the Eskimofo, yeah. That's that's also like one of the best, like most creative wrestling names I've ever heard. So props Isn't to him it? just oh, for that. I love like, that. I love I he had me he had me at the name alone. Is he like uh kind of a like I'm not trying to offend anyone here, is he kind of like a fat dude who I, I figure like sits around smoking lots of cigarettes and is just gonna beat the shit out of you when you wrestle him, you know? Uh, no, I he's he's definitely like like a like a bigger dude, but like if you uh, uh, if you ever listen to his promos, you know, or you see his stuff, he's he very much gives that like that that cold I'm gonna beat the shit out of you kind of impression. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I I, and, I, I like Mar- Marty Sugar too. Everything that Marty Sugar has uh, done has been fantastic. You got you got to the last guy on my list. Oh, that's di- the last guy. Oh on wow! My list. See, like <laughs> like you're you're an Alberta guy, and I'm waiting for the obligatory. Yeah, I want to wrestle metal, and I want to wrestle MRB. Okay, okay. Yes, would I love that opportunity? Absolutely. Do I think? If that match was booked right now, that I'd be able to walk in there and go with them? Absolutely not. Like I, I know my physical limitations. I know what I can do, what I can't do. Yeah, I, I would need I at least like another solid year back in the ring before I even felt I was relatively okay enough to see if I could last 15 minutes with either of those guys because I've I've seen them live. I've seen everything that they can do. They are incredible yeah, spectacular. athletes, storytellers. They are in a league of their own and maybe it sounds like I'm buttering them up and you know, part of me maybe is a little bit but I'm not saying anything that I don't 100% believe is true. Um, Metal and MRB are guys that are 100% in a class of all their own and if somebody were to put me in the ring with them I would do absolutely everything and anything they asked me to and I would just be there to see if I could keep up Um, but uh, uh, yes, are they they dream matches in the right situations? 110% am I there yet? No (laughs) The reason, the reason these guys are dream matches in the next year, 
are these are matches that I fit, believe that I could physically have within the next year and make them great, not just good, but great. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm at. And that's not to downplay any of these guys that I could uh, get in the ring with. I just, myself as a performer on the other side of the ring, I don't believe that I could give a great match to guys like Metal or MRB. I believe that these guys on my dream match list, you know, given the stipulation, you know, especially with like the hardcore matches in, in the suggestions, that I could give them a great match as an opponent. You see, I feel like... And I'm not trying to downplay your 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 response here. I'm just saying I feel like because I I have wrestled with like metal uh, a few times. I've I've never one on one with uh, MRB, but I have wrestled metal a couple of times, and I feel like they're so good that they know what you can do, and they're gonna figure out what you can do, and they're gonna make magic happen, regardless of whether or not you can do like a million. Uh, internationals or or you know canadian destroyers or 450 splashes like th- those guys are just so good that they can they can make magic happen you know with whoever I mean, they that, work with that is and i think that, that, that that's one of those valid. things that I, I i love about them and and you know I, I my match my last match i had with heavy metal um was was super nerve-wracking for me because I was in the same boat as you. I was like, oh, my God, am I, I, I'm not prepared for this at all. But then I, like, I remember back to like the first match I ever had in Calgary was a match against Heavy Metal, and it was just kind of made on the day, and we went out there, and it was one of the best matches I've ever had in my whole career, you know? And it's probably not one of the best matches he ever had, but it was <laughs> definitely one <laughs> of the best matches. The best you had, right? Yeah. Oh, 100%, yeah. And and so like the, I I it, it, I do psych myself out about it because like those are two guys where yes I absolutely one hundred percent would love to be in the ring and wrestle with those guys but I I I do like I feel the same way as you like sometimes my you know I don't have, I don't have the greatest uh, you know cardiovascular uh, wind on me you know sometimes like I'll do four or five things and then it's like oh boy the rest of this is going to be challenging, you know? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I feel that. I feel that. And no, with, and with uh, those guys, I feel like they can go like 50 or 60 things before things get challenging for them, you know? Oh, oh yeah, before before they even break a sweat, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> but I, I, I so. see how hard I see how hard they, they work and practice and train and stuff too. So like uh, 100%, like they, they, they deserve everything that they, they get. And I hope that one day that, uh, you know, they're not even around here anymore because they've gone on to greener pastures, like both metal, sure. metal and uh, MRB uh, 100% have the ring skills to be in WWE right now and, and, oh, or, or definitely. AW. And I'd love to see, I, I'd love to see them both in AW more than so than even WWE, just because of, I, I've also seen their promo skills and I know that, in, in an AEW situation, they're going to have a little bit more say into that than they would in a WWE situation. But despite that, either or for them would be fantastic, and, and I, I'd love to see them achieve that. Right? It's like I, I definitely would hope that for them because they are and I'm not, on that Yeah, level. and I do, I do think I should probably preface this and try to and make sure that people don't, don't get me wrong. And, like, I'm not trying to say that, you know, Marty Sugar is 
isn't deserving of your top spot because I would love to wrestle Marty Sugar. I think me and Marty oh. Sugar would have a fantastic, like, just a good old time. But it, I, I, I also feel like it would be a very old school, character based, good old time. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's any time I've wrestled him, and that's why I love those matches because it's like I've as as a as a baby face as as like a dad who's gotten like heavier than I used to be for the fact that I'm like. Five nine and like two hundred and twenty pounds. I've kind of started to take on this sort of like mini hoss ring style, where it's like it's 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 power moves, and it's it's gone less from like um, being stylish to just like hitting each other. So like that's that's the match I'm gonna get out of Marty. Like we're gonna we're gonna beat each other up, and I'm gonna love every second of it. And he and I go way back because you know. Right before um, myself as Raunchy Jules won the uh, MPW heavyweight title was when the first time I went out there, I went out for Big West Wrestling. And uh, a lot of my matches, uh, I have crossed paths with Marty Sugar and we've had uh, quite a few. And that's for me, it's it's the history. It's been, oh, I did the math when I was doing... uh, talk down i think it's been like seven years since i've been out there and you know our uh, our styles have changed or at least i know mine has and i want to have that like knockdown drag out fight i want to have the match with somebody that we have you know a pretty rich history but we haven't come to blows in you know almost a decade like i want that kind of that kind of build that kind of hype behind it and i want to go out there and you know do my best to deliver on it marty is on that spot because like i said we've got he's he's one of the guys that i have the most history with but if i were to you know sidebar that and if i were to throw like an extra aside a bonus match i've got one more person who falls in that same category where i've had a lot of matches i have a lot of history and now that i hear talks that he's wandering around alberta again uh mr beefy goodness vance nevada uh and i i believe the last time we crossed paths was when i defeated him for the mpw heavyweight championship and i i'd love to see what would happen now and i'm sure we've got scores to settle with one another and it would be a very different match in a very different era so you know, that's that's another one I'd be more than happy to take on should the opportunity present itself to me. Yeah, and he's a veteran guy too. Like uh I've um when I first started uh helping out at wrestling shows and stuff, it was out in Victoria, BC. And uh, you know, I was like a backyard fella and I just you know, I messaged my buddy, uh or I messaged a guy who is now my buddy. He wasn't my buddy at the time, but I just I like messaged him and we offered to film the shows and and like do commentary. And it, it, it I'm glad he didn't take us up on the offer cuz I it literally was my buddy holding a camcorder and talking, you know? So it would have been a, yeah. the most horrible like uh not not to uh disparage anyone, but it would have been very Andre Corbeil-ish. Uh but anyway, um so so but Vance Nevada was like a big part of those shows and back when I first did my uh the first time I ever was like on uh any kind of wrestling show I interviewed Vid Vane uh for a segment 
at a uh, Victoria City wrestling show that was aired on uh, TV as a top-ranked wrestling thing. It was like 2005, and I don't think it actually ended up get, making the air, but it was filmed for that TV thing. And I know that Mr. Beefy Goodness, Vance Nevada, was one of the guys that was back there. And uh, he. I remember specifically that I was wearing, like I, I at the time was like, like nearly 300 pounds i was you know it was a long time ago it's like 2005 right and i was wearing this really awful striped shirt with some like khaki pants and i had suspenders on and during my little segment there where i uh i was interviewing vid and then uh cremator and machete brown who cremator is like this big undertaker uh stall guy who's, oh yeah oh I know. he still I know wrestles Cremator. today he's awesome and then uh there was another guy named machete brown who was like a san quentin uh prison inmate was his gimmick right and they came out and they kind of beat me up a little bit and then Vidvane came out and made the save but that was in like 2005 and there was one point where after they attacked me i got up and i took my suspenders off and i pulled my asthma puffer out and i gave a couple of puffs and was like yeah come on let's wrestle <laughs> like let's fight you know and then that's when vid and his tag partner slid in the ring and made the save but uh i remember going backstage and and vance nevada was like i popped so hard when you pulled your suspenders down <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome though that, that's 100 what you want though right so like you it's it's nice to have that compliment right and he's he's a guy that uh i've always looked up to i've always looked for advice he has given me more of his time and more of his help and more of his opinions uh than you know in my mind maybe than i ever really deserved and uh i am he's a he's a guy i'm forever indebted to so you know if that ever crosses my path a hundred percent i'll jump on that opportunity because he's um he is a real mentor to me and i wouldn't be still doing this today if it wasn't for him i wouldn't probably still be doing it at all i probably uh would have walked away after my first couple of years where i was you know having you know very dwindling levels of success and uh he you know he motivated me he he inspired me he he you know helped me learn you know so many important lessons that i i like I wouldn't be in this position as a wrestler without him. And I know, you know, at, at almost 35, I'm, you know, I'm happy doing what I do. I'm not, I'm, I'm probably not going to go on a level much further than this, but I will definitely do my best, you know, and enjoy what I do here. Now, that being said, sidebar real quick, because I don't know how long your episodes are and I don't want to drag out your runtime, but just because I will regret it if I don't, uh, I did see NWA put out a, an open call for uh, tag teams for the Crockett Cup. And I may be working with somebody on putting together a highlight package for the Dad Bod Squad to see if I can just, just on the off chance we could get booked for a match in the Crockett Cup, I'd lose my mind entirely. Now, am I expecting a no? Probably. But if I don't take the shot, I'll never know, right? Yeah, that I mean, that, I can I can only imagine like that that would be fantastic to be involved with like the NWA or whatever. Like, I'd love to do that too, but I, I like I don't want to speak for my tag team partners. Like, 
you know, I, I I'm I'm pretty much tag teamed with uh, Barricade as the Super Friends, but it's it's kind of one of those things where he's also started teaming up with Danny Evans now. So I, I'm not sure if that's been put on the back burner or whatnot, but. You know, maybe the goose is out there without without an actual tag team partner right now, which is a kind of troublesome. But at the same time, you know, like I'll find somebody new. But I I, I would love to be involved in as something like that NWA, like even just to be like the guy that shows up this that one week to just like put somebody over, like on a WWE like house show or something or. Like a, yeah, an episode exactly. of Raw where it's like, okay, they need a goofy dude that's going to come out and just get his fucking ass whooped by Braun that's Strowman I mean. or something. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. They, they, need, they, need, a, they, need, a, they need like an out of shape guy to go and job to this like ripped piece. And it's like, I'll bump for him for three minutes. Yeah. And I, like, <laughs> like, I feel, sign, I, sign me up. I do feel like, and I mean, I'm not trying to sound cocky or or self-centered or or big-headed or anything, but I feel like if you put me in a, in a, in an arena full of like ten thousand wrestling fans, I, I could probably get ten thousand wrestling fans to chant Hong Kong Hong, and and I think at that point people would be like, okay, we got our money's worth out of the Canadian goose, <laughs> right? And there you go, and that's all you needed, right? <laughs> Um, you made it happen. Anyway, <laughs> this has been uh, like a fantastic little thing. I like the whole like Cody Rhodes thing. That kind of uh, took us on uh, down the road through the entire length of the podcast, and I'm very glad. Um, Rick, you obviously uh, we talked about it. You don't really have uh, any uh, immediate dates on the forthcoming uh, agenda here. Um, but like I say, uh, I mean. It's, you know, uh, if 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 you know, Massive's got a show on Saturday as well as Squig, so I mean, get at some guys and and get out there, bud. Like let's let's make some stuff happen, and uh, hopefully sooner or later down the road, me and you will be able to share the ring together. Hey, that, I would I would definitely take that chance if the the opportunity presented itself. Both of these shows are the kind of things that I have my eyes on. Uh, Crowder and I kind of touched on this with with Jupiter, where you know a lot of our friends right now have made their way over to RCW, and it's something that like we've got our eyes on. It's a very interesting place, but you know, MPW also is a very interesting product with people. I have my eyes on people like the Sultan and Blake Cannon, and you know the recently announced for this show Vance Nevada right so right now my eyes are kind of everywhere in in Alberta wrestling and waiting to see you know you know what what is this landscape what are the matches that I want to do that I want to see um you know like that's that's where that's where I'm at right now I 100% want to start looking at the option of getting back into the ring and on a regular basis instead of just like the odd appearance here and there, I really do want to make something happen. So I may start making some moves sooner rather than later. A hundred percent. And I can tell you, uh, uh, personally, my, like, uh, when I look at it and I'm like, okay, who on the R, who on the MPW, uh, roster would I really love to wrestle the most? Uh, it definitely is Blake Cannon. Like I, I, I would love to wrestle Blake Cannon. I think we would have a tremendous amount amount of fun. Uh, oh, I believe it for sure. Yeah, yeah, and like uh, I, I don't see it happening anytime soon. But I, I really do hope that uh, eventually, at some point, 
you know, our past cross. Because I, I, I don't know, something about Blake Canada, I'd really like to punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a very, I, I love him, but he's got a very punchable face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, mean, I remember when I went to those um, the MPW Ripper Royals and he came out and I was like, the way he's dressed, I was like, this guy is like the second coming of Akeem, the African dream. He's oh, he's my favorite <laughs> MBW guy. And, and yeah, I've, I've never actually had a chance to wrestle him, but I, I re- would really like to because uh, we did a couple of shows together where it was RCW in like Pinoca or Radway or some out of town uh, situation where it wasn't yeah, yeah. it wasn't frowned upon him for him to be on our show. Uh, at least as far as I know. So, uh, and and I hope one day he gets to come back and uh, me and him can mix it up. Um, but I, I'm very happy that we spent the whole time talking about your six Alberta Dream matches. Uh, <laughs> I and- love I love that it kind of started as like let's tell your wrestling story, and then we just kind of took this wild sidebar on like, hey, these are even though I'm a tag team guy, here are six you know singles matches that I'd love to have in the next year. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. To any um, to any promoters listening to the, if any of those matches sound interesting to you, feel free to reach out to me to book them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, give give my boy a call here, Squiggy. There's no there's no reason not to. Um, the the I'm sure the Edmonton fans would love to watch him wrestle uh, Danny Evans or a- any of the other uh, fellas um, in the match, and like the the match between the Super Friends and the Dad Bod Squad would probably be pretty fun too. So, um, anyway, uh, Rick Jules, I want you to just uh, give us a quick uh, rundown. Where can we find you? Because I know you're quite uh, prevalent on the Twitch and on the streaming and stuff. So if people are interested in watching you play, uh, uh, I believe Ratchet and Clank was the one I watched you play. But if there nice. people people are interested in watching you play some uh, video games, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash quest for jewels. Uh, I'm usually streaming two or three times a week. Uh, right now I've been playing the new Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, it's a variety though, so it's kind of whatever I decide on or what my community decides on as a whole. I've been playing a lot of Dead Island lately, of all things. Oh, okay. So, you know, come and check it out. The best way to find out is I do post my schedule on my socials, which is uh, rick.jules on Instagram and rick underscore jules on the Twitterverse. Um, and my, just because my real life and my home life is is constantly revolving, I don't have a set schedule as it is. So day by day, I will post things online, typically in the morning as, uh, as an advertisement for later that evening. So your best bet to stay up to date on that is just to give me a follow. Yeah, that, uh, that's awesome. I mean, I, I think we could probably cut a whole podcast about like streaming and how that whole thing works. Because like I've gone on Twitch a few times just to like go down the rabbit hole, and there's some oh, yeah. people that get like crazy, crazy amounts of like thousands upon thousands of views just to watch them play fucking Pokemon. And I'm like, yeah, yeah this is crazy. It's nuts. Uh, I, I actually, I've never played Pokemon, but ha- how is that new Pokemon game? Give me your 30-second review. I'm, I'm, I want to say I'm, I'm a solid couple hours into it, and I'm on the boat of I love it so far. Everything about it uh, is just goddamn phenomenal. All right, solid. Well, uh, hopefully uh, we get to see you down in the future. Uh, thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, say hello to your tag team partner, uh, James Crowder, for me, and uh, also to um, 
uh, Blake Cannon, who was on the uh, Dad Bod Squad episode that I w- I did with you guys. So uh, let, tell those guys the Canadian Goose says hi. Thank you very much for uh, coming on Monday Night Shaw and uh, being the first guest of 2022, bud. It's much appreciated. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for having me on, and I'm glad we were able to make it work out in the end. Okay, solid. Well, we're gonna we're gonna leave it there. And uh, do you have any any last words for any of your fans or whatnot? Uh, at that at this point, it's keep your eyes peeled to social media and keep your eyes peeled to see where myself and or the Dad Bod Squad pop up in the the wide world of wrestling. Awesome possum. Alrighty. This has been Monday Night Shaw right here on the Backbreaker Podcast. Thank you very much for uh, for listening in to the show and uh, hopefully we'll see you again soon in a much less uh, much less time will go by between episodes. Uh, thank you everyone for your understanding and uh, hope to see you soon and honk, honk, honk. Honk, honk. <laughs>